And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to My Public Life as an American Nerd. I am your host, David K. Montoya. Welcome to another week full of fun, filled, nerdy facts and news. I've uh, been waiting. I've been waiting for your children. (laughs) Uh, We are on the countdown to Halloween. And though I tried to find some Halloween-y type nerdy news, I just was not going to happen this week. So I decided I'm going to give you my absolutely, I squealed like a little girl with when I, what I found for this week's Toy of the Week. I just like, oh, I bought it. Tell you that, I bought it. I really did. Uh, so let's see what's going on in the world of the Jaisalman Doc Myth Company. Um, it has been a fairly productive week since we last spoke. Uh, basically, what I've been doing is I've been going over contracts. We are uh, we just wrapped up our open contract challenge, and the winners have been notified, and contracts have been printed. I'm waiting to get my hands on the contracts so I can sign them. And throw the money and the contract and a nifty little certificate in the mail to the three winners. And let me go ahead and and take a moment to congratulate the grand prize winner, Walter G. Esselman. Uh, We might have him on the show. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what his sleeping habits are. Obviously, it is four minutes to midnight, and I'm just now recording because it's quiet. So I don't know. But I would like to have Walter on my show. We can kind of chit-chat. He won uh, first place, grand prize. And then Gabriella Balcom, she won second place. And then Christopher Bice won third place. Congratulations to all three of you. You guys have done an amazing job. And that puts a pin in the second annual open contract challenge now the fun thing is 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 the gentleman that we talked to not too long ago a good friend of mine uh kyle dobbs he is taking over as the director for the 2021 calendar year of the contest now we already know i already know it's going to be in march we always start in march but there's a specific date i know when but um He'll he'll jump in and he'll take over, and I'm really excited because there's there's always a, a different flair, a different flavor to when I start something and then somebody comes in and picks it up. It's to me to me that is and a lot of people are like I don't get it I don't get it. You start something and you hand it off to somebody. That to me is so it, it's so gratifying that I was able to make something from my imagination to what whatever it is, whether it be the magazine or the contest or the expo or the comic book or a story, you know, you it comes out of my imagination, it becomes something. And to me there's no greater accomplishment to saying, okay, I've ran this, I've created it, I've done a couple test runs, I know it's solid. Let's see what you can do with it. And to me that's very exciting. So I'm I kinda digress there. I'm just thinking. Uh so those three we've got, like I said, three new contracts coming out, um, two of which are directly from the open contract challenge. Um my publishing brand has really picked up holy cow um pretty much we are full for the entire 2021 year i i will not unless i something comes across my desk that's just like 
absolutely must publish. I don't see anything beyond what we have lined up already already lined up being you know added to. Uh, let's see what else. PCE, you know, I, I've been, uh, and I've still yet to look because I, I recently heard, like, at the end of the day, um, that Governor Gavin Newsom uh, issued some more mandates, and I'm just, I'm afraid to look. It has been such a tedious pain. Uh, I've, I've been working on this literally for a month, and I really, really jumped into it today to finish it off. Um, and it's the layout for PCE 2021, and it's with the social distancing and where you're going to be able to stop and get you know hand sanitizers and, and all that good stuff. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I was able to take the measurements that I have which is basically it was uh, uh, 200 by 70, and so which is 1,400 square, 1,400, no, 14,000 square feet, um, and I was able to to work it where everything is properly set, and everything is six feet apart from everybody in a, a six feet radius, and I've kind of had to use my imagination how I'm going to make th with the signings for the celebrities and I was able to do it so that is a plus I'm very excited um, also I, I've been chit chatting with a couple people that are possible candidates for the uh, assistant administrator position um, that is something that is still available it's a lot of work I'm not even going to try to play, downplay it and say, oh, come join the team. It's going to be fun. Yay. No, um, you're going to work. And it's going to be a lot of work. And if you're one of those people that, like, your your greatest satisfaction is at the end of the day, you look at it and you're like, wow, you know, I had something to do with that. I had something to do with the only comic and pop culture expo in the high desert i had something to do with that and get you know gratification out of that then that's something that you might want to drop me an email my email is dkmontoya m-o-n-t-o-y-a at jazelmon j-a-y-z-o-m-o-n dot com and we will chit chat and see what you can bring to the table because at this point, you know, we're, we're laying down contingency plans. We're, we're looking at every single possibilities. We're looking at the celebrities. We want to add a couple more celebrities. Uh, we want vendors. We want it to be safe. We want it to be fun. And I'm doing it the best I can. And to have an extra hand in it would be absolutely incredible. So... Now that I've got done yammering, let's see what else. Um, I think we've got about two more episodes, not episodes, but two more installments of the missing unicorn in the land of the zombie fairies. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I've been writing a, a kid's story for a little over a year now. And... Um, I'm trying to get adjusted here. I'm coming to a conclusion, and that is going to be published here soon. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that as well. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think. I want to make sure I got everything because I don't remember what it was last week, but I had mentioned it, or I didn't mention it. And then I was like laying in bed. It was like 5 o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, I forgot to mention that. Now I don't even remember it. So, just trying to get everything covered before we jump into the news. I want to say that's it for this week. Also, we are really, really pushing, and, and you're probably going to get tired of hearing about it. We are pushing a company-wide newsletter. 
Now, right now, there's only specifically one place to sign up for it, uh, which will change eventually, but a company-wide newsletter, and you can go to The World of Myth. It's just like that, theworldofmyth.com, and click on newsletter, fill it out, and right now, it's bi-monthly. It comes out every second and fourth Saturday of the month. And it has everything that I forget <laughs> to mention here on the podcast. Okay, so that should be enough of the um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I want to say that's it. Um, so if you are brand new to the show, number one, I apologize because I feel like I'm kind of off today. I just uh, I don't know, it's just one of those days. Um, what we do here is we get together each and every Wednesday and we look at what is popular and what is going on in nerd culture within the nerd news. And I bring you one story or one news article for movie entertainment, television, a cartoon or animated movie, or, you know, it it could be anything. If it's animated, then I'll, I'll cover it. And then I go into a comic book. And then I send you home with Toy of the Week. And it's just, uh, you know, there's so much going on out there that people just prefer to have it put into their ear instead of reading it. And I totally get that. I totally get that. So that's what this is all about. It's us here to have a good time and for me to give you a little bit of information on the world of Nerdum. Alright gang, let's go ahead and jump into this bad boy. This first uh, article, like I I was so excited uh, when I found this out. Now, a little backstory before we get into the article is that the Moon Knight was one of my favorite characters before the X-Men. Now, I, I... didn't know Moon Knight was Marvel's answer to Batman, which makes total sense because I love Batman. But he'd always stuck with me. And for some reason, he didn't have the pull like you would think. He was... I don't know. He he had a couple of different uh, series that just got canceled. And he just kind of faded away. Well, with all that is Marvel and their property, their intellectual properties, they have announced that Moon Knight is coming to Disney+. Plus. So when I heard that, I was really excited. And then when I heard that Oscar Isaac was going to be Moon Knight, I'm like, dude, all right, let's do this. And it was very exciting because I would really love to see... We're going to see it. uh, A live-action Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Now, what we got here for this week's title is... Moon Knight Disney Plus series finds its director. Disney Plus's Moon Knight series finds its director just a few days after it was reported that Oscar Isaac will headline the drama. Disney's Disney Plus's Moon Knight series has found its director according to Deadline Clash director Mohammed Dabib Dabib D-I-A-B Dabib I believe so will helm the superhero series joining showrunner Jeremy Slater and written by Blue DeMille Neither DC or DeBio commented on this report. DeBio hiring comes just days after the report that Star Wars alum Oscar Isaac will headline the drama surfaced. Marvel was reportedly looking to enter negotiations with Snowpiercer's David... David? David. That's an interesting way to spell it. D-A-V-E-E-D. David. Diggs and Big Mouse Mick Cole, but decided to pursue Isaac instead. I actually think that's a good call, because I think Oscar Isaac is an amazing actor. 
Okay, so what do we got? Created by writer Doug Monock and artist Paul Perlin, Moonlight, Mark Spector, made his debut in Werewolf by Night, number 32, in August 1975. A former CIA agent and mercenary, Spector was betrayed by his employer, Raoul Bushman, and left for dead during the archaeological excavation. However, the Egyptian moon god Khrushu saved him in return for serving as his representative on Earth. Upon his return to home, he took up the mantle, the Moonlight. Spectre also has multiple personalities, including millionaire Stephen Grant and taxi cab driver Jake Lockley. Moon Knight is one of many TV series Marvel Studios has planned for Disney+. The lineup was supposed to kick off in August with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but that was pushed back to sometime in 2021. WandaVision will take its place as the first Disney Plus Marvel or MCU series and may premiere in November. Other series in the works include Loki, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and a drama centered on Nick Fury. An animated What If show is also in development. She-Hulk and Miss Marvel have also starred forming their casts and crews. Jessica Goh will serve as the showrunner for the former which will be directed by Kate Kaoru, while Takayama Mashinley was announced as the Tacticular Star. She later denied those reports, saying it's actually isn't a real thing. For Miss Marvel, Iman Varani will star as Kamala Khan, or Khan, working alongside directors Alal E. Abari. Billy Hall, Faha, Shamir Abdig, and Maria Mara Menon. And I, I know I slaughtered all those, and I do apologize sincerely uh, on slaughtering those names. And it says, on a film side, Marvel has Black Widow scheduled for premiere on May 7th, 2021. One day before my 44th birthday, just saying. Shang-Chi, the Legend of Ten Rings, will follow on July 9th, 2021. Eternals come next on November 5th, 2021. After that will be an untitled Spider-Man 3 on December 17th, 2021. Thor, Thunder, Love and Thunder on February 11th. 2022. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness on March 25th, 2022. Directed by Muhammad Adib and written by Jeremy Slater, Moon Knight does not yet have a release date. The series will debut on Disney+. Plus. So, you know, I'm, I'm in for it, guys. Um, I think it is something that I don't know. It's one of those things where, well, number one, like I said, I actually got into it before the X-Men, and I won't lie, you know, I was into it, and then I, I was introduced to the X-Men, and I forgot about Moon Knight, I'm not going to lie, because I'm a huge X-Men fan, that's my, my, my bag, um, so bringing in something like this will be new content for new readers because like I can tell you right now my son who's going to be 19 in a couple days is probably never even heard of Moon Knight and that is going to open up to him for a brand new character you know people in that age and younger I know like my daughters have never heard of Moon Knight you know so there's going to be lots of new people hearing this it's going to attract them to read old issues and hopefully get them back into reading comic books you know because it's just it's fun i mean especially you know when you take something old and you revitalize it and you breathe life back into it it's it's just it's 
special. You know, it's just one of those things where it's it's like their legacy kind of lingers on to the next generation, and and it, it has a self importance to it. You know, it becomes nostalgic. Not only does it become nostalgic for the person that remembers reading it when they were like seven years old, but then, you know, it'll move on to the next generation thereafter. Kind of like my best example, and I'm going to segue with that, is that uh, when I was younger, and we talked about this before, Saved by the Bell, um, and how I used to watch it, and I enjoyed it. It was nerd, okay? I mean... I don't, well, I don't even think it was really nerd. I think, I think it was like pretty much anybody that was in the pubescent teens enjoyed it, whether it be male nor female. It was just like if you were in hormone raging, you watched it. It was almost like the precursor to <laughs> Baywatch. Yes, I said that. Anyway, what they're doing is they're breathing new life into this show, right? I mean, after it's been, it was canceled for how many years? I mean, I know they came back with Screech, and and the new generation. Anyway, it, it flopped, and because they didn't have the original. I mean, they had Screech, yes, but they and they had Mister Belding, but they didn't have um, any of the other characters. And so this time they're around, they're coming back with a, a brand new show. Uh, offered by Peacock. And I've been trying to find out. I believe Peacock is owned by NBC because Peacock is NBC's logo. It's always been NBC's logo. So I believe Peacock is a company or division of NBC. Uh, Anyway, what we got this week is Saved by the Bell, Old Meets New in Peacock Revival Trailer. Now, I will say I watched it. (laughs) I finally got around, and I actually watched and did some reading before uh, recording, so I'm not surprised at all, because I've already seen it. Um, We'll get into my thoughts in just a minute. Peacock released the first full-length trailer for the reimagining of Saved by the Bell, set to debut on streaming services November 25th. And, of course, there's a really cool picture of... uh, Well, you know, I have to admit, it's kind of sad not seeing Screech there, you know. I I don't know. I don't know why they left him out specifically, but um, he's not in this series that I know of. Okay, here we go. It says, Old School meets the new squad in the new trailer of Peacock's Saved by the Bell revival. Peacock relived an official full-length trailer for its new Saved by the Bell series set to debut on Wednesday, November 25th. The trailer features old gang, A.C. Slater, and Jesse Sapano, who both now work at Bayside High and help to reunite the school's new squad with the current students. Fans also get a first look at some other returning old school faces. Mark Paul Galler appears in the trailer as California Governor Zach Morris and Tiffany Thiessen, I believe her name is, joins him as California's First Lady Kelly Kapowski Morris. So they get married. How cute. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I did. Oh, come on. You knew it was going to happen. Okay. The reimagining of the iconic 80s and 90s series will premiere exclusively on Peacock, with all episodes dropping simultaneously on November 25th. The following synopsis was also released with the new trailer. Here we go, going into synopsis reading. The highly anticipated reimagining of Saved by the Bell will premiere on Wednesday, November 25th on Peacock. In the new series, when California Governor Zach Morris gets into hot water for closing too many underfunded high schools, he promises they send the affected students to the most well-funded schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students give the privileged Bayside High kids 
who never had a problem that can't be solved in 22 minutes, a much-needed dose of reality. Elizabeth Berkeley Lauren and Mario Mar Mario Lopez star in the new Saved by the Bell series, reprising their roles as Jesse Soprano and A.C. Slater. John Michael Higgins also stars as Principal Todd Toddman alongside the new class featuring Belmont Kamari, Dexter Denon, Mitchell Hodge, Alicia Paul Pina, uh, Josie Ta, and Hakari Valesquez. Tracy Winfield serves as a writer and executive producer for the series alongside executive producer Franco Barry. Peter Ingle also serves as executive producer. Saved by the Bell is produced by Universal Television, a division of Universal Studios Group. There you go. All right. Saved by the Bell stars... I just said all that. <laughs> Literally, I just said all that. Stars everybody. I just said Zach. Uh, Zach. I said Zach. Good grief. Um... Okay, stars Elizabeth Berkeley, Lauren, Mario Lopez, Mark Paul Gennard, Tiffany Terrison, John Michael Higgins, and the new people arriving on Peacock November 25th. Now, I, like I said, I got to listen, listen, I actually got to watch the whole show, or not the whole show, but the, the whole trailer. And, of course, they've, when we watched it, if if you're in my age group, you know, in the 40s, late 30s, mid 40s, in there. Our Saved by the Bill was campy. It was silly. It was, I mean, it did tackle some kind of weird topics, you know, from time to time. But for the most part, it was very lighthearted, okay? Now, this one <clears throat> kind of feels more this day and age you know it's like hardcore um i don't see the laughs that you would get in the original saved by the bell but it doesn't mean i'm not going to give it a chance now i will probably get a subscription to peacock and i well if i'm going to drop some money i guess i'll watch the whole the whole thing and if that works then i'll keep it if not, then I'll drop it. By the way, I will let you guys know if I like the show or not. But I, I'm giving it a chance. I'm giving it an open mind because it's like like you said, you know, and, and I like it because number one, I'm from California. Number two, I don't like her California governor. And number three, I can see Zach Morris becoming a California governor that people don't like, you know. Um so they're they're kind of weaving that in, which I like. They are saying, okay, well, because he closed down all these public schools, now the the public schools are going to have to start dealing with the more well-funded, high-end, you know, like Bayside High. So you're going to get the the average person that went to public school, like you know me, and they're going to a prep school, essentially, you know, where their mom and dad drive, you know, Rolls Royce, Royal, Royal, <laughs> I can't say it right now. Okay, let's say Bentley. How about that? There you go. Uh, so, it will be, it'll be, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know if it'll be groundbreaking because, it, you know, it's saved by the bell. Come on now. But at least it'll be fun. And I've been trying to take everything by stro strides. And, and uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Be positive. Okay. I be positive. You be positive. We be positive. Next. Just kidding. All right. Speaking of being positive. Uh, let's see. Our cartoon. Now, when this all... For as long as I can remember, um, again, growing up in California, we had Channel 5, KTLA, and 8 o'clock at night, Halloween night, 
8 o'clock. They would play It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes. Yes. Feel that power. <laughs> I'd just be silly. Um, okay, so anyway, they they cut it. They, they no longer are going to be showing it on public TV anymore. They cut a deal with a streaming service, which I'm sure this will say what streaming service it is. Anyway, people that don't want to drop money to pay extra for a streaming service, they are kind of ticked. So they are putting together a petition. And that is what leads me to my next article. Penis fans launch petition to begin special back to broadcast TV. After the Charlie Brown specials were pulled from broadcast TV this year, Peanuts fans launched an online petition to get them back on the air. I don't see that happening, though, guys. I mean, honestly, before I even read this, it, I, it's just like, you know, I mean, it's the way to go. I, I, I don't know too many people, personally don't know too many people left that actually watch live TV the way that I used to watch live TV, you know, back in the day. It's just, live TV is kind of different now. It's all streaming. It says, Wild Brain Studios and Apple TV Plus exclusive deal left a sour taste in peanut fans' mouths after the holiday specials were pulled from network television. As a response, fans launched an online petition for their broadcast TV return. The change petition was launched by Peanuts fan Michael Nebia last week. For over 50 years, we have celebrated the holidays with the airing of the Peanuts holiday special on TV. First on CBS, then on ABC, Newbie wrote. To our shock and dismay, last night it was announced that Apple had swiped the football from us and claimed their specials for their Apple TV platform, leaving us devoted fans who have grown up with Charlie Brown and the Peanuts gang in the dark, unable to watch. Unless you, you know, of course, get Apple TV Plus, you know. It says... The petition has put yeah, let's try it again. The petition uses the hashtag hashtag Apple hates tradition oh. <laughs> to bring attention to the fan base's cause. Nebia expressed the seriousness of the campaign by writing Win or lose, we are telling Apple and Wild Brain Studios that we will not fall for their corporate greed but other goals is to get our peanuts back on TV and bring back the tradition. The petition's genesis was the aftermath of brain wild brain, sorry, striking an exclusive rights deal with Apple TV Plus for all of Charlie Brown's related content, including the holiday specials. The deal resulted in no specials airing on network TV for the first time since Charlie Brown's Christmas premiered in 1965. That's right. That's, yeah, yeah, for reals. Okay. Looking right here. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, is available on stream now and will be available for free from October 30th until November 1st. A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving will also be streaming for subscribers on November 18th and will be available for free on November 23rd through the 27th. A Charlie Brown Christmas will stream exclusively on Apple TV Plus on December 4th and is freely available for DC or for DC. Good grief! From December 11th to December 13th. You know that's not that bad. If if I'm reading this correctly, you go, you download. I mean, 
I'm looking around. Honestly, I have an iPad. I'm looking at my iPhone, my multiple iPhones from my kids. You know, everybody has an Apple. If if that's what it is, then download Apple TV on those days. Watch it. There you go. End of problem. I mean, honestly, I, you know, I have multiple peanut movies for my kids. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at, it's a great, uh, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown Blu-ray right now. I'm looking straight at it. And we're going to pull it out on Halloween, and we're going to watch it. We're going to have a good time, and we're going to put it back away when it's done. Why? Because I kind of, you know, saw that coming, you know? You know, it it, it goes this way. Uh, you, how are you not surprised? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, jump on this guy's back. And I get fandom. I totally get fandom. I feel that way about the X-Men. But what, you know, it's the change of times, okay? We all should recognize at this point in 2020 that the, the model of television is changing right before our eyes and companies don't replay these television shows because they're good people they do it because they make ratings and they make money off of the level of ratings and how many people watch so they can sell the time to advertisers that's how it works it's all about money it's not about being good people so as people are no longer watching, consuming television, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and then you get into even the locals, you know, like, uh, well, KCAL is now owned by CBS, but, but you know, it, it's, they're starting their own streaming service. These companies are starting their own streaming service for that reason, because, the way that we see television is going to change. It The way that we watched television back in the 90s and even in the early 2000s is going to be a thing of the past in the next five years. Guaranteed it'll be a thing in the past in the next 10 years, 2030. It'll all be on demand. It'll be all digital. It'll be all streaming. You watch what you want to watch, what TV station you want to watch, and you'll pay for the stations that you want to watch. Watch. That's what's what will happen. Um, I kind of see it more in the way of, like, Hulu? Maybe? I don't know. We'll see. But it's changing. So, I don't know. It's just, it kind of blows me away because... Like, how can you not see, you know, I was watching, or watch, well, yeah, I was actually watching, it was a, a, a video podcast, I was watching The Three No's with uh, Mike Lutz and Jason Bashard, and they were talking about Wayne Gretzky and, and you know, knowing where the puck is going to go before it goes there, you know, that, that kind of fits into this, you know, you should have known where the puck is going at this point with television and the peanuts, I mean, I don't know. I, I will honestly be surprised if they will reach, like, high numbers. I mean, I know that there is a lot of sincere and serious Peanut fans, but the idea, I don't know. I just boff. I, I don't know. I've spent way more time on this than I should have because we're getting ready to go into the 40 minutes mark, and I haven't even hit a comic book, which I'm about to. Now, this is kind of a bittersweet moment for me because we started this journey together uh, when I decided that I was going to do season four of my public life. Uh, I, you know, I made a, a, a open thought, open commitment that I was going to find stuff that I enjoyed going over, 
And anybody who knows me knows I, I, I love Batman. And we came across, just like a last-minute thing, we came across uh, Batman the Three Jokers had just come out, the first one. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to read it, and I want to tell you about it. And then uh, the next week I came back and I told you about it. And then we've kind of followed this on to the next month. And I read, you know, part two, and we talked about it. And now we are here getting ready to talk about the final issue, part three. So it, it's it's bittersweet because this part of our journey is ending. And it was a really fun journey to, to, to experience and then to come back and talk to you all about it. It, it was just something that I look forward to, you know, I know it only happened a few times, but it was something that I sincerely look forward to. All right, gang, here we go. Here is the last bit of the three Joker news that I have to bring to you, and then we'll probably talk a little bit more before we get into the toy of the week. Okay, here we go. Batman, three Jokers, reveals the final fate of Joe Chill. Do you know who Joe Chill is? I hope so if you're a Batman fan. If you don't know who Joe Chill is, you're not a Batman fan. Just saying. As Batman, three Jokers reach the conclusion, Joe Chill, the man who killed Bruce Wayne's parents, met his final fate in the Black Label series. Oh, it was so good. It was so, so good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready? Are you ready? Warning, the following contains spoilers for Batman Three Jokers, number three by Jeff Jones, Jason Falbach, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lee. Now on set. Yeah, I've already bought it. I know it's on sale. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Here we go. Got to keep the nerdum in so we can get through this. There is no figure that looms larger in the life of Batman than Joe Chill, the mugger who murdered Thomas and Martha Wayne in front of the young Bruce Wayne in Crime Alley. The mugger had since been apprehended and incarcerated for decades, slated to die in prison after receiving a terminal cancer diagnosis. As the Joker set out to create the ultimate clown prince of crime in Batman 3 Jokers number 3, Chill's final day saw the Dark Knight save Chill as the truth behind the Wayne murders and the man who perpetrated them came to light. Yeah, I know, I said the word wrong. Previously, the two surviving Jokers kidnapped Chill from his deathbed in Blackgate Penitentiary with the intention of not only having him reveal why he really killed the Waynes, but to transform him into their latest supervillain counterpart. The criminal Joker, the golden age mastermind that was more interested in committing cold-blooded murder rather than relying on cheap gimmicks. Reasoned that as Bruce still had a psyche himself up mentally just to confront Chill in his normal form. A vision of Chill transformed into his greatest nemesis would be a definitive arch-nemesis for the Cape Crusader to face his parents' killer again and again. Batman led Batgirl in Red Hood to the Monarch Theater, the location where the Waynes had visited immediately preceding their murder. Now shut down and fallen into despair, 
The criminal Joker prepares to drop Chill into a vat of chemicals that transform him into the latest clown prince of crime. After releasing the videotaped confession that Chill knew he was confronting the Waynes all along with the intent to murder them, Batman is narrowly able to rescue Chill from the chemicals and later risks his own life to save his parents' killer from a cascading of falling rubble against the battle against the Joker's Escalades. With his life saved by the son of the people he shot to death in cold blood, Chill quietly apologized for killing Tama, Tama, good God, Thomas and Martha Wayne, admitting he hadn't intended for their son to see the killing, and that it was a set of murders made over his frustration of Gotham's wealth divide. With the surviving Joker brought into custody, Bruce has Chill spend his final days in hospitalized care and forgives him. Even standing by his bedside before the repentant mugger passes away peacefully in, in a bed as he succumbs to his cancer. Joe Chill is often a figure that had been killed for his role in murdering the Waynes, either gunned down by his fellow criminals after learning he had, was responsible for creating the Batman or killed by reaping during Batman Year Two. His mortal fate for Chill would continue on different media adaptations of the character, including Carmine Falcone having Chill assassinated in 2005's Batman Begin, to the Chill analog, Jack Napier Begin killed by Batman himself in 1989. Three Jokers have given Chill a peaceful moment of reconciliation that the two hadn't really expected as Bruce Wayne accepts Chill's apology, which allows both men to move on from their first fateful encounter in Crime Alley decades ago as the Joker's plot to create the ultimate nemesis gave way to a moment of growth for the Dark Knight. God, it was so good. So, okay. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna try not to get too too nerdy on this. So, what they skipped spoilers is uh, so you have your three right. You have the original Joker, the criminal. Then you have the comedian, which is the Joker from uh, the laughing uh, laughing joke, or yeah. Yeah, where he shoots Barbara. Um, and then the other one, I think, is the more modern Joker, which got blown away previous issue by Red Hood. So as you're thinking the things are getting ready to wrap up and you're like, what's going on? And you're hearing that Joe Chill does this audio confession it's a video on, on the theater and you know he's talking about yes he knew who they were he knew they were rich he knew that he was going to kill them um but he did not know about the child and that's what bothered him and then he finds out that not only was you know the child innocent bystander but the waynes were known for giving their money away to the underclass to help them and he was very remorseful which i really liked now one of the things that i enjoyed the most about this series was that final moment when the the comedian joker kills the criminal joker just kills him it was eh, he's like eh, eh. and he's talking about how he cannot be Batman's true nemesis until Joe Chill's gone. And in order to do that, he had to heal that part of Bruce Wayne, which 
he knows in, in this too, he talks about how he knows who everybody is. But that wouldn't be fun to tell, and he will never tell anybody. And that in order for Batman to truly hate the Joker, he has to come with terms with Joe Chill. And that's what the whole point was behind this, was that the Joker was the one to bring peace between Bruce Wayne and Joe Chill. Just so that peace can be mended so the Joker can have all of Bruce's hate, which was just, oh, you know, on a psychological term, it just, oh my God, it was, it was great. It was just really, really gripping, really gripping. And then before we go into the, the toy of the week, I'll, I'll give you this little bit of tidbit. They're in the Batcave, Alfred and Bruce, and they're just sitting there and they're, they're going through things. And Alfred's like, we may never know who the Joker really is. And Bruce is like, I'm Batman. That's exactly what he says. I'm Batman. You know, I, I knew the Joker's identity a week after I met him. And then it cuts to... Now, in their beginning, in Joker, the first uh, three Jokers, number one, remember the comedian had a wife and a son, remember? Because she was pregnant in the killing joke. So now he's, you know... So he's like, I, I never said nothing because... If I did, the media would hound them and make their life hell for being the family of the Joker. And he's like, it's not important who the Joker really is, his true identity. So there, there was that bit of a, a mutual respect there. The Joker wouldn't tell the media that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And Batman won't tell... The media, who the Joker really is, which they don't say who he is. I'm figuring it's, he's probably Jack Napier. If, if that was my guess, if you had to put a name to it, it was probably Jack Napier. That's what I'm thinking. But um, yeah, it was such a good, good run. Very good run. I really enjoyed it. And I hope that we come across something like that again. You know, it's just like. It was it was phenomenal writing, amazing artwork. Everything was just perfect. Everything I I honestly in this whole series I would give it like out of a five star rating I'd give it a good four and a half stars. Um, if I was reading it in actual comic book paper form I might give it a five, but because it was digital I'd give it a four and a half, just because it it lacked that textile, you know. Of, of holding a book in your hand. All right. Let's get down to Toy of the Week. Now, if anybody knows, knows that I got into collecting action figures uh, last year uh, when my good friend Mario Martinez introduced me to NECA and all the amazing stuff that they they produce. Now, I am a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan, and that's what I collect. I, I have the one, two, and do I have a three? No, I don't have a three yet. Do I? Yes, I do. I think I do, actually. Um, I'll have to look. <laughs> I don't remember if I have it or not. I do have, let's see, I have one, two, and I have the video game. I think I do have, the, I know I have the three, because I have the, the marionette uh, puppet that turns into Freddy, so I do have three. Um, so I need a four, that's what I'm looking for. Um, well, there we go. Uh, we'll see what happens, because I bought this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one is a Nightmare on Elm Street 
Freddy Krueger Tuxedo Figure by NECA. Yes, my favorite NECA. And, of course, it's from the scene where um, the mother is out on the town. She comes in. She's griping at Kristen. And, you know, Freddy comes in in a tuxedo and cuts her head off because he's wanting the wine. And he's got the black tuxedo with the uh, red and, and green bow tie and it, it's straight out of the movie it is so funny um i know people there's people that don't like this but i i like it i do <laughs> uh okay here we go product description from the cult classic nightmare on Elm street movies this clothed action figure is based on freddy's tuxedo's appearance in dream warriors freddy stands eight inches tall and is fully posable his dressed in a fabric tuxedo with red and green striped bow tie and pocket square and comes with a replica model of the Elm Street house that lights up. Very cool. Um, blister packaging with resealable protective claim shell features custom artwork featured by Nathan Thomas Miller just in time for this release. So what do you get inside? Product features, 8-inch for those international folk. That is 20.32 centimeters. It is made of plastic based on the Nightmare on Street 3 Dream Warriors, fully posable, real fabric tuxedo, and Elm Street house lights up. Box contains the Freddy figure and replica model of the Elm Street house. Now, of course, like anything I do when I give you Toy of the Week, it is under pre-order, so let me give you some pre-order notes. That is pretty much standard nowadays. And that is the date. The arrival date is an estimate, not a guarantee. No payment is scheduled until product is available to ship. And item may be canceled anytime before payment is due. Now, the price on this bad boy is probably going to be... A little bit less than what ever, what I've been doing, but you know this is still it's it's worth every penny of it, and it is thirty five ninety nine plus two dollars shipping and handling, and it is worth every single penny, especially if you're a Freddy Krueger fan. Uh, you can go to BigBadToyStore.com, type in a Nightmare on the Street Freddy Krueger tuxedo figure, and it will pop up. Absolutely. And that is it. You can grab it, and it is says it's supposed to ship sometime this month. So if you listen to it now, it'll be shipping out soon. You better grab it while you get a chance. And that is, one more time, a Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger tuxedo figure. And I, I'm i looking forward to it. I, I, I ordered one. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm going to do with it because that means now I have three Nightmare on Elm Street 3 figures. So, uh, no, I have two Nightmare on Elm Street 3 figures. But that's okay, I guess. All right, gang, that is it for this week. Uh, it's time for me to say goodbye, spin this down, and get things going. I want to thank you for coming in each and every week and listening to me ramble about nerdy stuff. If you have anything that you want me to cover, you can always reach me at dkmontoya at jazelmon.com or you can email the show at mypubliclife.com at jazelmon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N dot com. And email me, tell me what you, you know, tell me, you know, hey, you haven't talked about The Walking Dead or, you know, the, I don't know, Star Wars or, no, that's not true because I actually talked about The Mandalorian last week. But, you know what I'm trying to say, uh, just email me, tell me what you want me to talk about and I will look something up and I'll find something to talk about. Uh, and, uh, yeah, totally. Also, if you want to, for some reason, befriend me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find me on all three platforms at David K. Montoya. Yeah, I've pretty much got that sealed down. If there is a place, most likely my name's David Montoya. David K. Montoya, if I'm there. Um, and 
you can send me a message, friend request. You know, as as long as you uh, you 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 civil, um, I'll I'll for yeah I'll accept your friend friend request. Uh, you know, just say hey, you know I'm I'm a fan of the show or something. I don't really like using the word fan. I, I don't. Uh, I'm a listener to the show, and uh, that'll that'll help. That'll that'll work better. All right, gang. So that is it. That's how you reach me. Thank you for coming in. So for this week for my public life as an American nerd, I am David K. Montoya, and as always, I bid you. And you.